Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Are you a startup? Wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions, and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and beyond. I'd like to welcome you back to the third installment of the Adaptive Wear fashion series we're doing here on You Wear It Well. And on today's show, I would like to take a look at two proceedings, and these are short articles from particular conferences. And the one I'm going to be talking about is from the 2018 proceedings of the International Textile and Apparel Association Incorporated. And this was in Cleveland. And this particular proceeding article deals with the commercialization of adaptive clothing toward a movement of inclusive design. And by way of introduction, the United States is currently experiencing, as of 2018, a social movement promoting both inclusion and diversity. More women of color can be seen on runways during fashion weeks, along with an increase in both age and ability diversity. Television series have full casts of varying racial backgrounds. In addition, an entire series was created starring Micah Fowler, an actor with cerebral palsy. American culture is ready for a change, ready to be truly representative of the population, and the fashion industry needs to catch up. An analysis of the evolution of adaptive clothing was conducted through a review of relevant literature published from 1963 to 2017. So the authors took a look at this literature review and found that there were several phases. 
Initially, ready-to-wear clothing was manipulated to adapt to the needs of people with disabilities. Then researchers began to study the various needs of the disabled to design clothing to fit those specific needs of small populations such as the physically disabled. Then, more recently, research identifying the commercial barriers towards commercialization of adaptive clothing as is currently evident in the fashion industry with adaptive clothing lines being offered by retailers such as Target and Tommy Hilfiger. And these barriers are somewhat of a difficulty. A lot of these companies that are making these clothing are trying to mass produce adaptive clothing. And that has been published as well, but it's been more recently the very large retailers. However, evidence shows that this movement does not end with such commercial lines as Tommy Hilfiger and target. The goal should be to create ready-to-wear clothing with adaptive features, thus helping individuals with disabilities to address their functional, expressive, and their aesthetic needs, while also eliminating the stigma of adaptive clothing. In doing their research of the different articles over those years, from 1963 to 2017, they found that this whole inclusive movement included the Disability and Assistive Technology Summit that was held at the White House in 2016, during which speakers discussed the use of universal design to make products with people with disabilities for everyone. This process of co-design and universal design is rooted in the design thinking of the movement, a creative problem-solving process that utilizes empathy and human-centered design to find solutions. So the spirit of inclusion and design thinking used during the production of inclusive technology is also reflective in apparel design. The Fashion and Physique Symposium that was hosted by FIT in 2018 is more evidence of the momentum to bring adaptive clothing design to the next level. So guest speakers there highlighted and discussed diversity gaps with the current retail industry and also addressed some possible solutions. So currently, Various clothing brands and retailers provide these adaptive clothing lines. Brands such as Cozy Clothes, NBZ Apparel, and as mentioned previously, Target and Tommy Hilfiger, all of them actually are providing articles of clothing that are developed for people with specific disabilities. So the availability of different adaptive clothing sources is more evidence to the growing acknowledgement for appropriate clothing for people with disabilities. In taking a look at the written literature on adaptive clothing, the authors were able to show that there's an evolving trend towards commercialization of fashionable and functional clothing. But yet much research has been conducted on developing functional clothing for user-specific and use-specific situations. In the past, the design process for functional clothing basically focused on adapting already made clothing and paper patterns to fit the needs of a specific person. Booklets were written for healthcare professionals for the use of informing families or for home sewers. Literature existed on designing for disabilities, but was rare. Practices continued to change and began focusing on original designs for small groups of people rather than just for one person. And then we started to see the researchers beginning to address the manufacturing needs and costs to create a custom garment for small groups. 
Furthermore, current research is heavily focused on producing garments for larger population accessibility and greater user coverage. So the authors took a look at an argument and issues arise when designing clothing specifically for people with disabilities. Researchers identified a stigma towards adaptive clothing originating from people with disabilities. One researcher distinguished a negative reaction by people with disabilities toward adaptive clothing, making the garment less likely to be worn because it was labeled as functional. The salience cues of a disability should be minimal. Thus, designing adaptive clothing that can be identified as such can be detrimental to a person's self-esteem and confidence level. While there's evidence to suggest increased attention to inclusive design within the apparel industry, there's also frustration with the currently available clothing, as is evident from personal conversations with disabled individuals and their families in a physical therapy laboratory. Well, here's the proposal. The authors are looking to reduce the stigma of adaptive clothing, but they also want to enhance the quality of life for people with disabilities. So there needs to be a change in the fashion industry. Although the industry has made some developments towards designing for this segment in the population, but most apparel designers have not been trained to design for alternative markets, such as plus sizes or the disabled. Future designers need to be prepared for a market that encompasses all body types, not just the normal body shape. The authors propose to create an adaptive clothing design guide for apparel design instructors, students, designers, and manufacturers to reference when designing new garments. This guide will include suggestions for adaptive features on clothing to help facilitate inclusive product results, assisting designers to create fashionable and functional clothing for all. It's essential for the upcoming generations of designers to push inclusivity past being a moment and transform it into a movement facilitating a revolution within the fashion industry. Only then can diversity ever become the new normal for designers' collections. This article to be looked at is also from the same proceedings, and it discusses some adaptive clothing design features. And this is from the 2019 proceedings, and it's called Stimulating Creative Thinking, Project-Based Learning to Design Fashionable Adaptive Clothing. So basically in this article, we see that creative thinking is considered an invaluable skill for college students. So it's important because it helps them look at problems and situations from a fresh perspective. Creativity is one of the skills forecasted to jump into the top three essential skills for college graduates by the year 2020. So project-based learning helps make learning relevant to students by establishing conditions, connections to life, outside the classroom, and by addressing real-world issues. So project-based learning is one of the various teaching methods that could help the cultivation of creative thinking skills in the college classroom. Therefore, the purpose of this paper was to discuss a project that was to stimulate creative thinking through project-based learning. So the objectives of this project, well, it was twofold. To get familiar with special needs in terms of clothing and users and to develop prototypes of fashionable adaptive clothing for female consumers with chronic neurological disorders such as spinal cord injury and multiple sclerosis. 
So the topic of adaptive clothing was incorporated with a fashion design project and the draping course, in which students acquired knowledge in draping techniques and developed prototypes of adaptive clothing. So during this draping course, many students came up with designing evening gowns as their final project ideas. So to get them out of their comfort zone and to stimulate creative thinking, fashionable adaptive clothing as a final project for the course was assigned to the students. So on the first day of class, the instructor asked if they knew or heard anything about adaptive clothing. Well, unsurprisingly, the concept of adaptive clothing was new to the majority of the students. First, the project in this course was meant to familiarize students with adaptive clothing and to learn about the following. What adaptive clothing is, how adaptive clothing can improve functionality for people with special needs, and what closures and design attributes should be included in adaptive clothing for the users. Second, the project-based learning teaching method was meant to stimulate students' creative thinking with a real-world experience in designing garments for female consumers with spinal cord injury and multiple sclerosis, which are both categorized as chronic neurologic disorders. So all the participants were wheelchair users who use their wheelchairs for everyday life. The instructor basically interviewed six women with spinal cord injury and multiple sclerosis in person or by phone separately at their convenience but it was done outside of the class before the semester began, so due to the participants' limited time and mobility. So the students received the collected information from the interviews regarding clothing needs on the first day of class. So they then followed the design process, which initiated from further research on adaptive clothing, in addition to the information provided. So the students documented their preliminary design ideas with two to three sketches. So this preliminary project description of fashionable adaptive clothing included the following information. Discuss how to meet the functionality and fashion aspects of adaptive clothing for the target customers. Provide two to three design ideas, incorporating the identified needs and illustrations. And identify fabric choices and attach the appropriate fabrics to each design separately. So the students presented their preliminary project descriptions to the class. So subsequently, the students revised their project ideas carefully with the instructors as well as classmates' comments. Well, this process was very helpful for the students. They could then define their design ideas and select the best for developing the functional and fashionable aspects of adaptive clothing for the target customers. So the students developed patterns using draping techniques and constructed their prototypes throughout the rest of the semester. Now at the end of the semester, the external reviewers, one was the fashion professor and two were nursing professors, and one was one of the interview participants. So these folks then evaluated each student's work in a final presentation. Well, the learning outcomes were quite interesting. The project enabled students to understand and implement new knowledge relative to adaptive clothing, user needs, design development, and material choices in addition to applying draping techniques to create prototypes of fashionable adaptive clothing for female consumers with chronic neurological disorders such as spinal cord injury and multiple sclerosis. The instructor encouraged the students to apply comprehensive abilities in creating and presenting garments to meet the needs and wants of the specific target consumers as reflected by the interview findings. Students were motivated by this new topic and the entire design process to complete their projects was done successfully. So the students expressed that this project 
approach them to think more creatively and critically than before and enhance their creativity demonstrated by the prototype garments. One of the students commented, as I entered the task of creating accessible clothing for women with spinal cord injuries and multiple sclerosis, I was under the impression that generating the preliminary design sketches would be simple. Okay, make clothes that are easy to put on, no big deal. Well, upon drawing my first sketch, I realized how naive I was. So as you can see, the students use their evolving design point of view and work aesthetics to create garments that met the customer's needs and expectations. The external reviewers provided students with meaningful feedback. Some students felt confident about their work after the external evaluators complimented them, whereas others received support for areas of improvement. Critiques including positive feedback and encouragement help students broaden their knowledge of and perspectives in adaptive clothing as well as the user needs as a whole. So in conclusion, the students had an opportunity to gain valuable real-life experience in designing garments for the female consumers with special needs through this adaptive clothing project. This project, which is instructed through the project-based learning approach, was worthy of the students' attention and endeavors to design attractive adaptive clothing that can be more functional and fashionable than options that exist in the current market. So as a result, this project-based learning approach was powerful for improving students' critical thinking, creativity, and design making about unfamiliar issues, such as adaptive clothing, and then of course, the user's needs. Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties. Pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology, and may you wear it well.